Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show, episode 16, I'm guessing, 17-ish, Requiem for Dimbe. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Just turn around now. Shut welcome anymore. Oh, it's disco. It's a disco. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell. That's Gloria Gaynor. And to my left is the lovely Julia Carraway. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're in character. Are you, are you Gloria Gaynor or are you, are you uh, Kate? I mean, Kate? I'm sorry. Yes, Kate. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of everyone today. All right. Uh, Kate. What's Kate's last name? Nemec. Kate. Yeah. What a action-packed power. Holy cannoli. Power. I mean, not necessarily action-packed, but just what a powerhouse couple of episodes of The Blacklist we had just recently. Like, you know, I'll be the first one to say, Uh I talked a whole lot of shit. You Mm -hmm. didn't talk any shit. You, you of course. No. Uh You, of course, were were perfectly perfectly happy with the show as it existed. (laughs) At all times. I, on the other hand, may have talked, may or may not have talked a lot of shit about the show and uh, and where it was going and how I was feeling about it. And I don't know if this hiatus and what this hiatus did. I don't know if this was a planned hiatus. I don't know what happened, but this these two episodes were not only some of the most well written episodes across the board, just structurally and, and, and informational, informationally. But there what was that Steve. There we go. Hi. Hi. Action-packed <laughs> episodes uh, from an informational standpoint, but and the acting was also superb. Oh, yes. And then the takeaways. I mean, finally, every time I watch a blacklist, I'm like, I watch every, you know, it's, every time they answer a question, they give me 15 more questions, and what about mm-hmm. that one thing? What about the fulcrum? And how come the thing? And where's the, the, the fire? And the, the, the bunny? None of it makes any sense. And now. It's starting to. It kind of all makes sense almost to me. Just about. It's like 80, I think it 88% makes sense. 88. Oh, 88%. I mean, I still have some questions, but this was the most satisfying two hours of my Blacklist career as of yet. I'm going to go my on My goodness. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm going to go on say it. What do you got? That Requiem was probably the best Blacklist episode of the series. Better than Kate May? Ah. I'm going to say yes. It's when they do these... I'm going to say yes. It's when they, they go off book, you know? It's the bottle they, episode-ish. Yeah, kinda. when they when they sit there and they're they're able to really do like a deep dive into who these characters are and, and the worlds in which they live and the walls that they're building up around them and how they're dealing with things emotionally. That's what I'm like, this show's amazing! Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe Semple will call me. And he's, he's actually, Joe's not here, but he will be here, I believe, next week. And I'm not going to say he's not going to be here anymore, but he will be. Uh, he thinks... That this episode, both these episodes were so good because there were very little of one particular FBI agent. I didn't say it. And I said, Joe, you can't say that on the air. He's like, it's a good thing because I'm not coming in today. Well, well, I would never say such a thing. I would I've never. All right. But, <laughs> but anyway, we, we digress. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I mean, good stuff. We already kind of thought, here's, here's what, I mean, we're going to get to both episodes. We're going to cover both episodes. Uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Dimbe Zumba. Zuma, sorry, Zumba is actually <laughs> something else for, over there. Dimbe Zuma. I, I don't know. Is that what they do in Zumba? <laughs> I, that's that's Lola. No, she's Zumba. She's Zumbas. Oh. I used to Zumba, but she's 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 a she's she's a diehard Zumba. All right. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, Dimbe Zuma uh, and Requiem. Uh, the Dimbe Zuma episode was also great and very satisfying in its sure. own right. Um, but uh, Requiem, man. Uh, so. As fascinating as Mr. Kaplan already was, the second she came on the scene, she was an instant fan favorite. We all loved her. Mm-hmm. We loved the idea that she was Mr. Kaplan. She's so mysterious. Mm-hmm. We loved her demeanor. Um, everything about her like was was fantastic. And to 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 li- to have a backstory that lives up to the mystery of what Mr. Kaplan is is a pretty incredible magic trick because you could have just left it. The backstory be the backstory. Who knows? She's a mystery. It's better that way. But when they fill that in, it was super satisfying and wonderful. That's what that sounds great. I'm very happy. I concur. 
100 100%. The journey we've been on with Mr. Kaplan from the from the first time that she graced our screens until now in Requiem with amazing casting of Joanna Adler. Man. My god. Joanna Adler. Like guest star Emmy for jo- Joanna Adler. For sure. She's so great. She was incredible, but um she's always been a fascinating character in her sort of quietness um and 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 willingness to help and, and her devotion to red and just made no sense but not that it didn't make sense you believed it you, you just didn't you didn't really have to ask many questions just because she was so believable right but now like the stakes are so heightened they're yeah. so high that everything that she did with you know faking Lizzie's death and sending them off to Cuba like everything just makes so much sense it's her awakening it as sense. a character as yes. well instead of a blind follower her awakening of her original purpose exactly now let's get back to that let's go let's go back even further to Dimbe Zuma because when we when we last left the blacklist eight weeks ago um my god it's been eight weeks yeah eight weeks ago uh Red had drank a bad glass of scotch yeah not feeling so well not feeling so hot and he lost some time he's a little poisoned he thought by Dimbe and Dimbe handed him the glass didn't he handed him the glass and broke out which which begs the question. Mm. If Dimbe didn't poison him, was Kaplan trying to kill him? I don't know. I was thinking about and, that. And, and, and I'm not going to get into logistics of how Kaplan got the poison in the glass. Yeah. Did she, was it her? Was it one of her surrogates? Did she only have many surrogates she has? My man on the, uh, with, on the Zamboni. Zamboni. <laughs> Whatever. Zamboni or Zamboni? Zamboni. I don't know anything about hockey. Or, or, or ice skating. The Zamboni. <laughs> what's the what's Zamboni? I don't know. It's like a sandwich. It does. Like get the fair. I'm hungry. I want a Zambroni extra ride. Extra salami, please. Anyway. Oh, melted mozzarella. Um, so. <laughs> Big deal. Thank you. Uh, she's got my man on, on, on the Zamboni. She's got uh, old crotchety crossbow, crossbow dude. Oh my God. I love him. I love him. <laughs> we get to him Blind devotion from him. And uh, she picked up that grifter. That, 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 that drifter guy. Which guy? The guy who came to the door of the, of the trailer. The guy who wanted the cigarettes? Yeah. Where'd he go? I don't know. What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I was thinking about that. What bottom line is, she's got the cop, the lady cop. Yeah. Who she, um, she's got a very, so, so, so who poisoned, who poisoned, who, how'd that happen? Do we care? We don't know. I don't think we really care. I don't think we care. No. We presume it was Kaplan, but is Kaplan trying to kill Red? I mean, or she like, trying to take Red down. To, I thought that she was trying to take him down. I mean, I want to poke holes so I, early in a great, no, episode, in a great episode. Two episodes, but I'm just curious. I don't know. I really don't have the answer to that. I've been wondering it, but I'm decided to let it go. Fine, I will do the same. Okay, let it go. Same. Um, oh, I didn't even check on on our, on our folks in the old. Uh, oh yeah, can we get that up? Yeah, I don't know, Steve. Can we put uh, thanks, thanks on the screen because I can't get it on my computer. Uh, but thank you for watching us on YouTube and, and watching us on YouTube delayed and live. If any of you are there live, because we are so late. So late. Let's start our lives. We apologize. Uh, and then, um, and also you listening on iTunes. Thank you very much. So, last week, he drank the, he drank the scotch. He was bad. So this episode opens, and Dembe is presumably on the run. It's been a month later. Right? It's a month later. It's a month later. Red right. has been searching for him to no avail. Yes. And the FBI is in on, in on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's searching for the guy. And where is he? Well, he's outside of Aram's shower. Yes, Because he is. Aram is uh, taking a shower, doing his thing. He's back with Janet. You know what? I'm not mad. Slash at, Elise. I'm not mad at my boy uh, Amir, looking kind of good in the shower. Yeah, I'm not mad at him. I, I, I didn't know that you got, got you got so in shape tapping on the old keyboard. No, yeah, well, he does ride his bike everywhere. And uh, and, and then, then leans but, a guy out. And he's not <laughs> exactly, and he's not alone. No, because then steps uh, old. Uh, Oh. Hacky face. <laughs> that's what, that's his that's the term of endearment for. What's wrong with saying hacky face? Oh, the hacky face. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so good. Oh, Janet oh, slash Janet. Elise. Oh, Janet Elise. I know. <laughs> so she comes in. Sorry. Um, she comes in. They look at you. She makes me laugh. Um, so, oh, hacky face comes in the shower, which is fantastic. Stop it. Bye. And, um, uh, he wonders how she got in. She says the door was unlocked. He's like, "Wait a second! I I always lock right. the door." 
lo and behold. It's Dimbe. But I mean, he was stoned, so. Well, let's, 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 let's not gloss over it. <laughs> let's not gloss over that big old bong ra- hanging out of, on of, his of dining room table. Paraphernalia. Oh my God. Bong, weed. He had the whole thing going up there. He's having a lovely evening. And, and, and Boy Scott Wrestler didn't even blink. He's on like, his yeah, business? of course, the vibe is cool. But uh, do you think wrestler would have something to say? You think. Looks like he's having a good time. Or whatever, <laughs> something. <laughs> That's my wrestler. <laughs> it's, it's a wonder he gets anything done all day. <laughs> he's smoking the wacky tobacco. <laughs> I'm wrestler. <laughs> That's what wrestler would call it. Anyway, so, you know, they, they do all that. So. Dad. <laughs> so, so, they find, so he gets kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dimbe takes him. He's uses needs a Rom's help to sort of get to the bottom of what's mm-hmm. going on with with uh, with, with Red. Um, he, he takes to prove his innocence. Prove his innocence. Uh, he takes him to get the information. Um, he 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 realizes that he can't hack into the thingy because um, it's too complicated. And the one of the top ten saddest moments of the blacklist was very very sad dejected Dimbe. Oh, dejected Dumbe kicking rocks and sitting he, on a stoop. He just, he just I mean, plopped down and bowed his head, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh. Even Aram was like, oh, Dimbe, oh, I don't want to go. Um, oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, uh, Marvin TNT, Watson Keene, Sazzy124567, times one, Simone Francois. Nice to see you all. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us live. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what about Aram's blind devotion to Red? Every time he's like, this is for Mr. Reddington, right? Okay, then I'll do it's it. It's for Mr. Reddington. <laughs> right, Dembe? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Your African accent. I, I got Can one. you do that for the rest of the show? I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> oh, that was a perfect uh, Dembe, Joby. Golden too. And I wore my black shirt in honor of Dembe. Um, so, all right. So yeah, so they, that was a sweet little moment though. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, you know," and then in very Aram fashion, he walks away and he's like, "Damn it!" Okay, maybe there's one other way. So we go in, and then one of my my my, my second favorite blacklist duo, blacklist universe duo, next to uh, next next to uh, Tom uh, and Solomon. Tom and Solomon. Dembe and Aram. Dembe and Aram. All day long. All day long, and, and Aram's Aram goes into full undercover mode. He's flashing badges. He's talking stuff. He's yelling at Dimbe. He says, you better call me sir. I love the sir. That was great. I like it. That was good stuff. It was really good. Uh, so you get in there, and they um, do the thing, and they find the name. And the name is? Kate. Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Nemec. Nemec. Uh, which, in that moment, of course, we all knew was Mr. Kate. Did you know that moment was Mr. Kate? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, of course. Um, Gone since 1991. Oh, mysteriously. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, that's a good point that, uh, you know, Watson Keen brought up. Our boy Baz is promoted. Baz, yeah. Baz. Baz? Baz. Baz or Baz? Baz. Baz. All right. Baz it's is pro- All right, fine. That's all right, Watson Keen. It works. Uh, yeah, Baz is promoted. Yeah. To head bodyguard. Well, what, someone's got to do it. What's Baz going to do when Dimmy comes back? I don't know. He'll be kicking de- dejected boss. He'll be sitting on the stoop. Kicking rocks. Dembe. It was nice no, while it lasted. I have no idea what boss, no idea what boss sounds like. By the way, you know who has the, 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 the second best job in all of television next to uh, our boy, Boy Toy Trevor, who just sits there oh, yeah, in On Redemption, yeah. Yeah. It's who? Dembe. He says five words a season, and he's amazing. And he's just getting in there, being Dimbe, collecting them blacklist checks. I'm yeah. not mad at them all. Oh, God, no. Third best job, Boz. Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Chris, where's the ponytail? Comes in, says like Shoots three words up, a season. Kicks some ass. And, and, and it's just. Collects a paycheck. Ca- uh, yeah. Nice, big, fat, NBC anyway, paycheck. So, yeah, um, that's fine. So, so they help each other. He gets the name. He wants to, you know, find out for sure. So he goes off to the woods, presumably, to see if the body's dead. Dimbe goes out there. The body's not there, but he gets a nice crossbow uh, arrow to the leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and from from uh, old old from uh, our old uh, guy, does he have a name? Hunty guy. Hunty. <laughs> crossbow. It's it's uh, hacky face and Hunty. And Hunty guy tonight on NBC. <laughs> hacky face and Hunty. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they go off. I mean, so, so there's like a nice little 
sort of fight thing there. Dembe pulls the thing out. Mm-hmm. Six, the guy runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, Red... Also calls Red. Or well, Red calls him, because mm-hmm. Red tracks down his daughter. Right, because, because uh, you know, Liz... I, I, do, I, do, I do want to bring up Glenn, because that was some good... Glenn. Some, some good Glenn stuff there. He's a best. Best, you know, and he knew anything, you know. Uh, the black fella, whatever. Big <laughs> no, the black, black guy the waiting, black guy on, waiting, your, yeah, waiting on your hand on photo. What do you call very Edgar Rice Burroughs? Very, very Edgar Rice Burroughs, which is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry, the uh, it was Hunty guy who called him the black the black fella, and the guy with the hat came to get you. That was that made me laugh. Too. Oh, it was okay. cute. Anyway, so he finds out from Glenn in in in, 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 in two scenes. One involved uh, the the ass. The second involved a driver's ed uh, <laughs> yeah. course going awry. Um, very funny times. Um, <laughs> I love that scene. Peter I will in the say, back seat of the driver's I love it all. I will say this. I think, I think, I think Megan Boone looks fantastic these days. I think Liz looks great. Her hair is all grown out. Yeah. She's, 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 you know, got a little, her outfit on, her yeah. boots and stuff. She looks great. I think she looks great. That's all. Anyway, they're in the back seat. They don't, you know, they're the thing. He gets the information. They get out of there. Uh, uh, they he decides to go pay a trip to Dembe's daughter, daughter and granddaughter. Does that, and that's a very interesting scene because <clears throat> it was this weird. There was so much unsaid there. It was this weird moment of like, "Are you here for my dad?" And no, is your, is your dad know you're looking for him? Uh, no, does your dad want you to find him? Yeah. No, he doesn't. But I need to get in touch, 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 contact with him. Yeah. It's a weird moment there where it's like, I'm not directly threatening you. I would kind of never hurt you, but don't make me even hint at a guy that would have to threaten you. Just mm-hmm. give me the phone. Yeah. And she just kind of was like, hey. She didn't give him the like, you'll never do what you do with my dad. It was kind of like. Well, I he ne- went to great lengths to find her. Because what she just said, like, you know, all this time when I, when, he, when, he protect, when my dad was protecting me from mm-hmm. someone, I never thought never it'd thought be it you. It wasn't supposed to be. It's not. It's not. It's not what it is. But give me the phone. Yeah. It was like a weird, but this is like loving, beyond your pay grade, yet kid. menacing situation. Yeah. So it gives her the phone, calls the inmate, them is like, "Yo, um, <laughs> I'm in trouble." Crossbow so guy just shot me in the guilty. leg. She's not here. Yes, and then shooting the leg. Ah, ah, drops the phone, crunches the phone up. Yep. Well, he steps on it. Well, the guy does. Yeah, the yeah. dude does. Hunty, hunty face. Hunty, hunty face steps in the phone. Uh, Red is really concerned. Yep. He he asks. Uh, he calls he him Rom. Calls him Rom. And Rom says, "I don't know, some chick named Catherine Nemec. Nemec. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you, Red?" And Red's face turns white. Oh, so good. Which is great. And that little monologue he gave uh, Liz in the car, I mean, was one of the top 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 three Red monologues. Only made better God. by his his acting partner. His reactions. <laughs> Was she crying? Uh, I was so pissed off. Well, take it easy. Whoa. <laughs> what was her line? I like. Oh, I said, "Oh God, oh good God, why the f is Lizzie crying?" She's she sad. that scene, like it was such a beautiful, awesome scene, a great monologue, yes. but it just made no sense for her to be, you know, tears running down her face. Can uh, the score be even now? Uh, Can this be over? Uh, it's like, shut up, get out of the car. What are you even doing here? All right. Well, I I, <gasps> I, I, I didn't think it was that bad, oh but I, I I will reserve comment. But but one of the be- one of the better monologues. But something about that scene. I His guess, monologue I, was amazing. I know he was fantastic. So, all right, so, something about that. I thought. <laughs> Take it easy. That's my job to pound the table in this, in this thing. You, I'm, I'm the I'm the table poundy guy. Uh, no, I but don't you, get it. You're right. Uh, I don't know either. But like, I thought of you though. I'm like, oh. Oh, Julia. Oh, oh, Lizzie Keene. Why are you doing this to poor Julia? Julia's somewhere in the in the depths of, of Wood Ranch, like right now, <laughs> screaming into the air. <laughs> anyway, beautiful scene. Uh, they go to the woods to find her. <laughs> Julia's they... over the edge. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. It was too much for me. Um, yes. Great <sighs> okay. monologue. He has some really it. wonderful things in yes. there. Um, um, you know, do, you have, do you have any of the stuff that he said? Because I don't know. Uh, no. Any red stuff. It was no. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful It stuff. was beautiful. He went out. They go out. Uh, him, Boz, and Red go out to uh, find him. They find him pretty quickly, actually. Well, they know where he is. They know where he is. And, where he uh, killed her. He, you know, Red puts the tourniquet on, the, the faux tourniquet, get him to a hospital, make sure it's tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and then he pulls out the gun. I gotta go find this guy. Um, I thought that was kind of cool, cool looking. Uh, you know, him and Boz go to find all all uh, hunty guy. Mm-hmm. A lot of trickery going on in that in that, in that sequence right trickery. there. They, they, they'll fame or Bo- the Boz. Hats. I tell you what, my man is nice with that crossbow though. Yeah, woo! He's like pop pop. It, it seems like a little little. Uh, not the most efficient weapon, especially against a couple of the Glocks. Mm-hmm. Gonna reload the thing and I cock it, the tension right, gonna aim. But he took out Dembe and Boz, and, and by the way, Red, two two of the finest bodyguards around, both got taken out by crossbow hunty guy. So that guy maybe should, maybe consider having crossbow hunty guy if he wasn't dead as your new bodyguard. Anyway, I digress. Uh, shoots takes out Boz. They do the old switcheroo with the hat and the beanie, mm-hmm. and confuses him. And then Red does his move. Mm-hmm. They take him back to the thing. Mm-hmm. Red does a, another kind of a quippy monologue and then uh, threatens him a lot with a, with a gun to his head. Um, and uh, gives him the phone. A lot of theatrics, by the way. Why don't you go in there and, and, and hit and blow up? A lot of theatrics involved in that. If, if your plan, Hunty Guy, was to get Red and, uh, you know, and uh, Boz back to the place just so you can blow the place up. I don't know. His plan was to kill Red. I think that he's reserving that for for Mr. Kaplan, for Kate, for oh, Katie. All right. Well, he did do the bomb thing, and uh, but you know he's a guy who liked to live off the grid, and now he's been extremely sure. exposed, and his life as he knows it is now over. So, well, they get out of there. Might as well go thankfully. out and blaze a glory. Uh, shit blows up. I thought that was a cool moment. Uh, and uh, the reveal is we do the message they left earlier again for Kate. We see that Kate. Is alive and well. And Lock and load, Katie. Your war is coming. That was good. He loved her. Yeah, he loved her. People are really devoted to her. But what? The, Red was right. But what happened? Like, so she takes care of her. He nurses her back to health. She she lays a little wrap on him, and then that's it. He's loyal. He's laid out his life for her. She was there for a while. All right, they got to know each other. I guess. And well, she's a lesbian. So she's a lesbian. Do I don't think no. she's really. All right. Well, that's sweet. I Kate. Uh, oh, that's good. No, that's good news. That's good you. news. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's that. So that's, that's at the end of Hunty Guy. So that's all, end of the, Hunty Guy. I mean, I guess that's a good way to get rid of him because it was a weird storyline. Like, he's, she's in the woods. Yeah, he's he, he served his health. purpose. I don't wonder what's the backstory of this guy. Yeah, he's off know. the grid. He had her just, chained up. Just blow him up. Clean yeah. slate. Clean slate. Start all right. Fresh. Fine. Uh, no, I'm not mad at John Bookencamp. Whatever that's you okay. say. So, uh, Served we, his purpose. But we're getting to the truth here. And so Dimbe is, is, is exonerated, innocent. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, Rom is exonerated. That wonderful sequence with the, with the Rom and Harold saying, you better be right, because this one's on you, Rom. Mm-hmm. goo. And then, um, that's what Rom did. And then <laughs> he went, goo. And then, goo. On, on top of everything else, um, we had a little bit of a love triangle situation going on with Navabi and, 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 uh, and Janet. We called her face. out, which I liked. Did like. They uh, she tried to have a little gal talk, just try to like you know we're get same, it out. We're in the same guy. Gal to gal. Talk about that. You want to talk about that? Having it. Then Aram comes back in a, in a very, uh, in a, I think, a very nicely well a well acted scene. Mm-hmm. Little 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 little, little uh, search for tomorrow soap opera. Yeah, it's search okay. For tomorrow. I'm old. I don't even know what that is. I was going to let a, it go. It's a soap opera. From, really? From, from the, the 70s. 70s? Search for Tomorrow. Anyway, mm. Little Days of Our Lives. Is that on? Like Search right. of the Hourglass. And it's also NBC. Little, little Days of Our Lives. <laughs> when he's like, you know, sometimes I can't be. Like I, I'm intimidated by. Yeah. You know, if we get too close, I so don't know what that what, would do to me. So and that's what my deal is. And she's like, I don't guess care. What? I don't care. Boom. Mic drop. Elevator close. Bing. Enjoy hacky Going face. down. She sobs. That's right. <laughs> Go enjoy hacky face. Enjoy hacky face. Uh, um, also, there was a chick who wore bees, but we're really not going to even talk about her. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, but let's move on then. So that's, that. so that was that, so that's Dimbe. Um, I don't know. It was it was cool. Um, yeah, I agree. Hell have no fury. Golden toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Navabi is in love with Aram, Cassandra, and I, I think Aram's in love with Navabi, and I think it'll be very satisfying when they. Um, Finally, do get together. I don't understand the love triangle either, Sazu. Uh, oh, oh, the wrong. I like Aram and Janet. Really? Yeah. Okay, I like them too. But I mean, we... I'm sure I would like Aram and Navabi too. I'm yeah. just, I'm, you know, let let him get his kicks. I mean, hey, hey, maybe there's a world. Never mind. Uh, oh, nah, what? What, Joby? Nah, I don't know. What, Rezzy? Nah. What, what happens in this world? Don't know. So, okay. There's just three people involved. Oh. Um. All right, so next, <laughs> moving on to Requiem. 
Requiem. Requiem is great. We get so we, we a freaking plus. Requiem. A plus. It's like a. It's like so. It's like I don't. You know. It's 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 a blacklist masterpiece. This is the best episode of the blacklist. This one can't me. So, so we op- it opens when they, when <laughs> He's they not having I'm it. not having it. Opens on a very very young Kaplan that we don't know it's Kate yet. She's a young a young girl, but it's nineteen sixty two, so it seems it seems to be right. Uh, watching her, you know her her dead mother and her, her father is giving them some advice. But I love the inn where she puts on her glasses. Yeah, and then and then they cut to the real life Kate, the, 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 the present day Kate. That was a really sweet touch. So, by the way, Kate's out there. She's driving a she's driving an airstream around town, mm-hmm. a big truck. She's she's on a mission now. This not time has passed for her too. It's been a month since the old uh, poisoning, the poisoning incident. So but it's been a long time since she's been shot. And as a Red long said, time. She's been very busy. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of well, uh, if you think about it, this has been about. Uh, about a, just under a year because Agnes is about to turn one as yes. we saw at the end of That's right. of Redemption. That's right. Tom was going home for her birthday party. That's right. And Spagnus was in Cuba when she was just a little teeny tiny baby. So let's say this like ten months. Ten nine months, months since she got shot. Since she's dumb. been shot. And she's been working her magic, her, her big fat web. So. Taking down Red. We get the full, full origin story, the full backstory of Mr. Kaplan, mm-hmm. starting in 1962. Their dead mom. Jumping ahead to the 80s. And, then, and and it was all exquisitely written, and it all made a hell of a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. All of it. it is, it's not, because sometimes you'll try to string some shit together, and you try to connect some dots. Sometimes, as Joe Flippo loves to say, these writers write themselves in the corners, and I don't know what these writers are doing. If I was a writer, wait, I don't write. But if I was one, <sighs> that, that was the dig. All right, but <laughs> that's my favorite thing when Joe Flippo goes in a random, like, you know, the thing with these writers, they just got to learn how to write. Anyway. So write it, Flip. Write it, Flip. Um, anyway, the, uh, yeah, sometimes they, they, they do write themselves in a corner to go Joe Flippo, and they have a lot of plot they've got out there and a lot of things going on, and like it's sort of like, how the hell they can get out of this? And she shot Kaplan, and she's crawling around. You know, in the, in the woods, and it almost feels like that's what the show's doing. The show, The Blacklist, is you know crawling in the woods, searching yeah. for something. And they took a break and came back and, they and found just it. fucking bullseye. Yeah. So, Mr. Kaplan turns out uh, she you know went to get a job as a governess yeah. or nanny or whatever you like to call it with with the Another. great Katarina Rostova. Yeah, she's beautiful. She is. No wonder everybody falls beautiful. in love with her. I was in love everybody too. falls in love with her. I, I was in love with her to jump to the TV and be a spy. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be fun. So, uh, yeah, until, until she kills you. Oh, yeah, until that. It's bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Sacrifices must be made. <laughs> Something's worth it. The job she does. So, um, <laughs> go ahead. I that. was just thinking, everybody falls in love with Katarina. They'll do anything for her, just the same way they do for Lizzie Keene. Hey, man, it's it's, it's hereditary. Whatever's ah. going on with that Lizzie. Golden China. That, uh, I said it before. I'll say it again. It's, Apparently, it, it's, she inherited it from the, Mama. The Russian spy ah. vagina. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, I'm quoting you. Is that what I said? I don't know. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Katarina is irresistible. She's yes. lovely. Uh, and um, she's doing her, you know, doing her thing. She she has the baby, and we presume she lives there with Alexander Kirk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love even just her like reading through her uh, her 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 file and her resume, and just right. even just like those little bits of backstory just made so much sense. How yeah. you were a med student at Northwestern, you dropped out. Of Why did you do that? Uh, the my Waterloo were the cadavers. Oh, pretty gruesome. No, I loved them a little too much. Yes, and then on to so I went into child development oh. because I think that's that's what her master's is in because that is I, I was like done sold. I mean, got it. Thank usually, you. Usually, I feel so good about this. Usually, when someone says when the when the script or the the of the of the, of the, of the uh, TV show or the film says, "Hey, Julia, yes, give Joe. me some exposition. Explain your whole backstory. And tie this up." It's like, Ugh. oh, it's yeah. always terrible. This was perfect. Precise, to Precise. the point, and fitting. And so, and, and, and so I think, and with a, just a few lines, it totally defined, mm-hmm. you know, everything we think we knew about Kim, Mr. Kaplan. So then, uh, and we had no idea that she was the caretaker of Masha. Had no idea, but it made so it much made sense. So much sense. 
So then, uh, and then the way the whole, that whole bit about you can never love her says so also says a lot about Katarina. Yeah, that you was know, interesting. That was you can never love her. I, you you were here to provide continuity of care, right? And also, I want you to observe how I hold her, how I feed her, how I interact with her. So when I'm not here, you do it exact same way, but you cannot love her. Yes, and what's interesting about that is you know what is, uh, you know, this that little bit of like that those rules in place. When down the road, Katarina is so emotional, and Mr. And Mr. Kate and Katarina get so close, mm-hmm. it's and she says, "I love you." At the end, yes, it is such a huge payoff. Yes, and that moment she says, "It was my friend, maybe my best friend, my best friend." Oh no! I, like part of me was like, "Oh, is she in love with her too?" But it was her best friend, and, and that's yeah. a, that's the type of love. Yeah, I love my best love. friend. But I think, oh, that was great. So, um, you know, we get the backstory. So, in the future, in the present day, uh, Mr. Kaplan, we see Mr. just. Her going around doing stuff. We don't know what she's doing. She's on a mission. She's looks like well, we'll point, so you pull out some freeze dried bodies. Uh, so, so we're, she's oh, talking, present day Kate. I'm oh, sorry, present day okay. Kate. Thank you, I messed up. Present day Kate's doing a bunch of stuff on a mission. She's got a nasty, oh. nasty scar back there. She's got going on, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a lot. Past Kate, we see uh, her with a young Lizzie, a young Masha, and I tell you what, she does look like a little bit like uh, like Lizzie Keen, the, the the young the yeah, young I Masha. Can see she it. does, um, except for in the eyes, because her eyes are full of life, <laughs> full of the life of a child. I'm sorry, uh, no, but yeah, the the, the, the child uh, <laughs> is very very good casting on on, yes. on baby Lizzie too. Uh, or young Lizzie. So um, well, the first thing we see is uh, there's a scuffle, a kerfuffle in the kitchen that we think is going to be uh, <laughs> Alexander. But it's not Alexander. It's another dude. Some dude. Not Red, not Alexander, but some dude. Now, who the hell was that dude? Some guy. Just some mission. dude? On a mission. Yeah. Just, it's her doing spy shit. Yeah. Doing spy shit in the kitchen. Some Soviet intelligence shit. Walked by. She did the whole thing. I love the mood when Mr. Kaplan just slides the knife with the foot. That was the first step. That in which she became Mr. Kaplan. Yeah. That was the first step. As though she learned how to sort of be like, I'm the person who can take care of the situation. Yeah. Helps her out. Yeah, absolutely. And what did what did what did Red call her that she or say that she had undaunted initiative? Yes. And I was like, there it was. Perfect. Right there. Did not blink, cut his throat. Did she didn't blink. Nothing. Well that was that was a moment of decision making. Yeah. You know, she she is very devote she the whole point of this episode is that she is 100% completely uh, devoted right. to Masha, right? Exactly. And protecting her at all costs, and yes. that includes protecting her mother. Right. So there's, there it is. Here's the knife. It's Get her re- done. It's sort of a reoccurring theme here. I mean, this is this is sort of how Dimbe feels about Red, how Red feels about Dimbe, mm-hmm. how, how Red feels about Lizzie Keene, mm-hmm. how Mr. Kaplan now feels about Ms. Lizzie Keene, how Mr. Kaplan at one point felt about Red. It's all about this sort of code. Yeah, it's sort of be the the, the the honor among thieves, if you will. Like you know, we're doing all this bad shit, a bunch of shit, but it's for uh, it's 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 for love and devotion. Yes, and so it's a really interesting thing. So yeah, uh, the whole thing. I thought it was she, interesting that they have a pact, and she kept on saying, "I have a pact with your daughter." Yes, because she trusts me yes. implicitly, completely. And I'll never break that trust. Exactly. That's also ex- excellent writing for setting this up for like, that's why she was really is a real conflict. Yeah. When she's going and gets red. Yeah. You know, later on when Red was doing all of his red shit with, with Agnes. And it's, it was a genuine, you know, conflict and a genuine problem. So uh, that, that's all fascinating stuff. So um, the, she disposes of the body for the first time. And yes, it was quite, kind of cool. Puts the gloves on for the first time. Yeah. Golden toe, which is very Comes cool. Becomes a cleaner, does a thing. Uh, you know, Katarina said she's going to kill her. She thought about killing her. You know, these things had to be done in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And Calvin breaks it down. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what to do. This is what you do. It's how you break it down. Um, I think her job description grew in that moment. That's right. Katarina's like, hmm, okay. I could use you. You're cool. So then cut to old, uh, uh, you know, Kate out taking poor little Lizzie for a morning stroll. And out in the old cutlass, <laughs> out in the old woods, is Red Reddington. Oh, yeah. Getting it on. Getting it on. And, uh, and, and, and Katarina Caesar. Yep. Kate just turns on around. And uh, so they have a little chit-chat about it. 
in. Didn't it seem a little bit from from Katarina, who's been you know very cold and closed off yeah. and like strictly to the point? It almost like she was excited to have a confidant, like like a girlfriend in the house yeah, that she could talk sure. to about. Yeah, uh, I thought that was, that a, was a, a change yeah, a in point. their dynamic. That's a good point. Yeah, that's that, that's that's the moment where they became maybe best friends. Yes, because it's like ah, oh, there's this guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this American—it's frivolous. It's exciting. It's dangerous. It's like tell me about him. <laughs> Do no. you love him? Yes. <laughs> Next, they're gonna be painting each other's toenails and braiding each other's hair. Were, Talking uh, about how dreamy the American is. If it wasn't for Red taking the taking Lizzie away, uh, that's exactly what would happened. Yep, they needed a couple more months together. Uh, anyway, so. Yeah, and then now they, they, they we did get a very interesting piece of information, which was kind of a, 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 maybe a smoking gun, but not when hmm. you know Izzy Katarina's father. He thinks he is. He thinks he is. And we just we just want the goddamn answer. We want the DNA to we want something the answer. And so she asked Katarina, "Well, is he?" And she's like, "I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I was never gonna wind up with him. I didn't check oh, it. I don't know. know. Alexander That's Red. Cool. I'm, cool. I'm just doing my thing. I'm on assignment. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come for me. I'm Russian spy. <laughs> Checking these things. I had a baby. What do you want from me? I wanted an answer. We didn't get an answer. I know. I don't. I don't know. Oh, here's right here. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my phone. My phone is now turned off. Click. There it goes. All right, well, all right. <laughs> so I was so and that one thought like, oh, it was such a it was such a head fake on Bokenkamp's part when Kaplan goes, he, he thinks he's the he's, he thinks he's the father. Well, is he? I'm like, I don't know. Ah, like, ah, come on. But he thinks. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 is it still safe to say the red red is the daddy? I don't know. Is red the daddy, Cassandra? I don't know. He, Thinks it's the daddy. He thinks it, yeah. Or, or do, oh, so he, but we do know at least that Red for sure thinks that he's Elizabeth's father, but doesn't know for sure. Now we can say that. Well, back then he did. But does he? Does he know now? So it's either Kirk or it's Red. But then, then, well, it wasn't Kirk we because Lizzie couldn't help him, right? Right. Genetically, because they weren't a That's match. Right. So it must be Red. Unless there's some other. Maybe it was that dead Russian in the kitchen. Dead Russian in the kitchen. Who knows? Could be him. Damn it. I guess. Right. I don't know. I guess. Uh, I know, Golden Tom. I don't want the goddamn blouse for nothing. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Flippo. I never thought you should have put that damn blast on. I know. Flippo guilted me into it. We'll I know. See. I know. All right. So, um, so yeah. So, I thought that was an interesting scene where, you know. I thought it was an interesting moment when, when she, when Katarina was panicking and she's packing to go yeah. to America. Yep. And she says they saw a blonde man leaving campus. Yeah. Campus. Oh, campus. Yeah. Interesting. Campus. Like, that's like what she CIA. called it. I don't know. She said they saw a blonde man take her off campus. Oh. I don't know what that is. Maybe it wasn't him after all. Oh, it had to be red. Alexander Kirk is blonde. I know what she said. What is red? Didn't she reference him? She said, the American? Yes. I guess. I don't know. I don't either. But he took her to America. Yeah. And uh, took her to America, and that was that. Kate then takes a... uh, Liz, or at that time Masha, to her good friend. Well, no, not yet. First, um, uh, Katarina has to rescue Masha from the house. Oh yeah, the burning yeah, house. This is this is really integral. With the family. This is family. Yes. So so Red so, does have a family that did get burned down, and, and all that stuff with the ballerina was real. Mm-hmm. He was just having an affair. I guess. But who's Red's wife then? We don't know. We don't know. We've oh, never known. Never known. Ooh. Red's got kids with some other one who got to figure who that is. Yeah, but the whole time we thought that that same ballerina could have been Liz. And well, we know that he had one daughter, right? Yes. But then he blew up the house. So did they rebuild the house after it after it burned down? And then he rebuilt it just to blow it up years later. Maybe interesting. Don't know. I don't know. All I don't right. know. You guys tell us. All right. So uh, <clears throat> we. Uh, it's great. Don't worry. Give me anyone else. No, Katarina. Um, so then uh, she rescues her. She rescues her. She brings her into the motel room. Everyone's right. all like sooty. Right. <laughs> Covered in soot. 
Masha has the little baby bunny. Yes. The little bunny. The fulcrum bunny. bunny. Yes. And Katarina's saying that Katarina stole her back, says there was a fire. She says there's too many people, too much shouting and cursing. And then Masha, and she sort of trails off. Saw the whole thing. Well, she trails off because Masha shot someone who we thought... Oh. She shot her father, well, but right. who did she part. actually shoot? And she go, she says to her, it wasn't your fault. He was a very bad man. Uh, so who did Masha shoot? God damn it. I don't know. Shoot Kirk? Did she shoot Red? Did she shoot some other guy? Maybe this, the this, other father? This, father, daddy number three? This time to go back to season yeah. two and watch, rewatch all that Liz hypnosis episode and try to piece this thing together. Mm-hmm. But in her hypnosis, she comes out and she's like, I shot my dad. All right. I don't know. You guys help me. Help me, please. Okay, so that'll happen. Then it goes to LA. You can go to see my good friend, uh, Sam. Yes. Right? Uh, So then it turns out that the KGB and the U.S. intelligence has uncovered the affair that Katerina was having with Red, which makes her a traitor, I guess. And now they're going to be hot on her tail, so they have to get rid of Masha. Like, put her somewhere... With someone who has absolutely no ties to them whatsoever, which also means Kate can't keep her because she's the family nanny and she's the most obvious choice. Right. So she has to distance herself completely from Masha, That's which right. means Sam. That's right. But now my next question when it comes to Sam. Hey, Sam's looking pretty young in that. Episode, yeah, right? it's looking good. <laughs> Kate says to him when she's convincing Sam that he has to take on Masha slash Elizabeth that he was the only one who knew both Kat and Raymond and you're the only one they both trusted. Hmm. So did Red steal Masha and then Katarina came to steal Masha back? But now they both are in in cahoots with sending this little kid Maybe to Sam? To protect her from the other forces that were that were that were trying to get Katarina. So they've been like at odds, fighting each other, but they came together in this decision that Sam was the one that they both knew and trusted that Masha should go to. This is a question I have. It, well, whatever is threatening Lizzie now, that's been threatening Lizzie for the last four damn seasons in the blacklist. Whatever the hell that is. Whatever the hell that we thing is. We still don't is, know what that is. It's so bad that it caused Red to leave the, the, the federal government and become a criminal. And build a criminal organization empire. Web, empire in order to be able to protect Lizzie for the for the the fury and the hell that was coming her way a solid twenty five years later. Right? I guess. So he spent the last twenty five years becoming a criminal and building this, this crazy empire just so he can have the power to protect because the elements from Kat's past will circle Liz. Right. Like a pack of wolves. So whatever Katarina was into it's so big and so crazy. But even though she's presumed dead, they're, they're gonna still going to want to get the daughter. You know what? It's because she is royalty. Right. And there are jewels sewn into those damn corsets. Sewn into the corset. Just saying. Just, all right. So that's so that. She's a Romanoff. So. <laughs> she's a Romanoff. What if, after all this, that finally pays off? It, what I, if? What would you do then? I... I, I'm, I'm beginning to believe anything's possible. I, at this point. I don't. I don't know where this whole Lizzie storyline is going, but uh, so um, she's off. Uh, Turns out Sam's just a grifter. Just grifter, but he has a cute dog. It's a cute dog, um, and uh, that, that that Lizzie likes. And then, um, so then then Cat gets the call from Kate May. Yeah, the I love you call. Yes. And then presumably walks herself into the ocean, never to be seen again. Yep. According to the newspaper article. Presumably. Presumably. Because I think she's going to pop up. I do too. Yeah. Uh, but presumably walks herself in the ocean, never to be seen again. Um, and. Uh, and Kate has to disappear. She has to disappear. So years, years later, uh, Sam gets accepted. Sam calls Kate and says, I'm not supposed to call you. Everything's okay with Lizzie, but. This dude wants to talk well, to you. Well, before that, we have to talk about oh. Annie Kaplan. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Joe B? Oh, God. Annie Kaplan. Annie F. Walks Kaplan. Into, walks into Catherine Nemec's life. And they are Saunters forever changed. into a bar. Man. Two lesbians And all the gin joints in all the world. I thought that was incredibly in sweet. I thought all that was sweet. I did, sweet. too. I loved it. I, I believed it. I believed it all. I loved the moment. It reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you're watching Black... Black 
Mirror remind me of San Junipero. If you mm. haven't seen Black Mirror, I haven't seen that one. Check out Black Mirror on Netflix and then check out San Junipero. You know what the hell I'm talking okay. about. Um, so yeah, so they 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 had they had that meeting. Mm-hmm. They bonded well, in that yeah. moment. She told her what was going on. Uh, old um, Kaplan was extremely um, bereft, bereft and supportive. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and off to Amarillo, Texas, they go. Off to Amarillo, Texas, they go, where she's uh, enjoying a, a lovely life as a coroner. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's the uh, Isles and Rizzolian Isles, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. and. <laughs> And Annie so. is going to Amarillo because her uncle Nikos is a bail bondsman, and yes. we saw Uncle Nikos before because uh, when they were hunting down Elizabeth. Yes. So I kind of like that whole tie-in like tie of like who this guy was to her and why it was so important, exactly. and why she was so like so attached to this man. Exactly. Got it. I got it. Thank you. And then, uh, how how long does she have to hose off the guts off the table? By the way. She got a high pressure nozzle on that bitch. Mm-hmm. Like just, I mean, she's hosing that thing off, and the guts are there. And like, all right, keep cutting back. Still guts, still cutting guts. back more guts. I'm like, you know what? One squeegee. Whoosh, I don't want to see it. <laughs> high pressure nozzle. Took too long. Anyway, I digress. It was gross. So then she goes, she goes back to being a nanny at Annie's request, and uh, brings a nice Chinese dinner. Brings a nice Chinese dinner. And bottle of uh, wine. Bottle of wine. They're gonna have a lovely evening, and bad stuff happens. That sucked. She gets shot in the head, and old Kaplan gets shot. Oh, no, love no. That. Uh, Kaplan gets shot in the head. Yes. And Annie gets shot like in Annie the heart. Shot in the heart area. That was so sad. It was sad. It was really sad. That broke my it heart. Broke my freaking heart. On the ground together and all that stuff. And oh, and they had to put her into an induced coma for yes. three weeks. That scene where she wakes up and Nikos is there to tell her that Annie didn't make it, didn't even make it to the, to the, oh, look, I get choked up. And she just like wails. And the Emmy for best supporting actor in a, <laughs> in a best guest star in a, in a thing goes to, what's her name? <laughs> you like me. You oh, really like me. So good. And, then, and I thought it was so interesting that they shot her in the head. Well, they, because well it makes sense because you had to get the, the steel, steel plate. Steel plate, which is why why that why the shot to the head didn't kill her. Yep, it all makes Went, sense. Bing! Oh my god, I love it. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Metal plate in the dome, and now Pip that that clearly Red didn't know about. Clearly, because he shot her in the head, and and you know why check if she's alive because you shoot someone in the head. That's how it you goes. Usually, don't make it. Um, which made me wonder, like, God, can you imagine living that? a life where you get shot in the head twice? Yeah, that, that's, that, that's yeah, that's a hard go. That's a hard go. That's a rough road. She said the goodbye it was very sad when they're on the ground lying together, and she died, and then she forgot that happened, and then she had to re- remember it again. That was really super sad. Um, the only part I, 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 I'm on the fence about my man saying, "Oh, Kaplan, you must be Mister Kaplan." Yeah. I'm on the fence on that. I liked, line. I liked it. I liked it. It made sense. It's kind of like Will Smith and Suicide Squad where he's like, what is it. this? Some kind of Suicide Squad? And you're like, oh. I haven't seen it It's kind of one of those moments. I hear there's so one. So I suppose we're moments. some kind of Suicide Squad. Yes, Will. Anyway, um, I digress again. It was a little bit of that. So you must be Mr. Kaplan. But I like how she kept the name because she, I know, loved, she her. loved her. She's Mr. Kaplan. It's, mm-hmm. her, it's the way she remembers. But do you think Red was like, "All right, Catherine Nemec, what should I call? What do you want to be called on my gang?" Mr. Kaplan. Done and done. Oh, so then we get. So then we see fast forward uh, where, where he's, he's recruited by Red. We get that scene. I was wondering how they do the James Spader thing. If we're gonna get. Some weird like no, there's, there's the no, shadows. There's no money to do this, this, the uh, Star Wars CGI. No, no de aging uh, CGI money. Uh, you know, no no actor playing James Spader because who's going to do that? I really <laughs> wanted to see uh, nobody wants that job. The young the young Spader. I, want, I really wish I want one, Steph. I want Steph I want in the, in the Steph white in the blazer, popped collar, yes! pop collar, and the white blazer coming in, jingling some keys. But we didn't get that. We didn't get Steph from Pretty and Pink. We did. We just got uh, Red, which is still great. Still great. By the way. Man's been man's been rocking the same outfit for twenty five years. I guess it never goes out of style. Never goes out of style. Still, still same old outfit, same old red, and uh, you know. Also, which I found interesting cause since we've seen Kaplan be so loyal to Red up until you know this last year, um, 
when Sam came to tell her that that Red Reddington was looking for her, yeah, and she got she stood up, she was all up in arms, and how that man set a chain set off a chain reaction that took everything from me, yeah. So she has nothing got but it. resentment towards him. She calls him a traitor yeah. to his family and his country, yeah. But so could it for be Lizzie, really that shocking? But for Lizzie, for Lizzie, they have a pact. They have a pact, so she goes and she builds a criminal empire with him because that's what his plan is. Uh-huh. He builds a criminal empire, which I'm a little shaky on. We got to go, but I'm a little shaky on that whole idea, notion of building the criminal empire to protect Lizzie. But they both did it, and it both backfired in his face. In his yeah. faces. And so that last conversation with the two on the phone was very, was very, very sobering. That last shot of, uh, I know where the bodies are buried, of course. Got a hockey rink full of dead bodies. That was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Last shot. And in uh, and, and, and Reds, you've been busy. I didn't get a chance to see any of the previews but for next week, but I'm sure it's awesome. I don't know. And we also got some nice throwback to uh, to Mr. Gray. Oh, Mr. To, Gray. To like, our opening scene of The Blacklist where he walks into FBI headquarters Mr. where this Gray, whole who, thing who starts. Who we had on this very program. Yeah, Charles, Charles Baker. Charles Baker. Yeah. yeah we had we had on this very Season program one. four years ago. Oh, my God. It's been so long. Poor, poor guy. I was like, yeah, it's going to be an exciting run for me. I'm going to be here forever. So now... <laughs> At least we got to see him again. I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. All right, well, you never know. TV. So, so now we're still just wondering what the big bad is, right? That's what we're left wondering: what the big bad is. I, I think I think Mr. Kaplan's going to be the next blacklister, blacklister next well, episode, yeah. and she is top five blacklister for sure. Easy, easy top. Yes, Dembe was number ten. That was pretty. Big. Uh, no predictions, but because we yeah, got to here go. two episodes. But thank you very much. You guys are awesome. Thanks for joining us live in Martin Golden Toe um, and Watson Keen and Marvin TNT and. Uh, Zazu, one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight times ten. Against Zazu. Anyway, love you all. Julia, where can yes. kids find you? Uh, kids, you can find me, on, find me on Twitter and on Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J U L I A C E A R L E Y. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram on uh, at Joe K. Braswell. That's me. That's you. I love you all. Yes, and we I'll do. see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 